I want to invite us this morning, all of us, to maybe take just a moment and get in touch with any suffering you have experienced during this past week. It might be something big, it might be something small, whatever it might be. I want to invite you just to symbolically place that suffering from this past week right here on this altar this morning as we continue on with the Mass. And know that as the consecration prayer is being prayed, our gifts of bread and wine will be lifted up to the Father. That suffering will be lifted up as well. I'm going to ask you to repeat after me, if you would, please. God is love. God is love. I am God's child. I am God's child. God loves me unconditionally. God loves me unconditionally. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. One more time. God is love. God is love. I am God's child. I am God's child. God loves me unconditionally. God loves me unconditionally. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There were a couple things that jumped out at me from our readings this week as I was reflecting on them and praying on them and preparing to preach. And the first one comes in that second reading, that word discipline. That's kind of a hard word to hear, at least it is for me as a product of 12 years of Catholic education. The word discipline kind of makes me shake a little bit sometimes. And so I was thinking about that word and what does it really mean? And if you think about it, there is a difference between discipline and punishment. Punishment might be more of that physical suffering. Maybe you get a spanking if you do something wrong. There is a physical suffering there. Whereas discipline is distinguished from that. Discipline is really about training about training us. You know, I had a lot of opportunities to watch discipline these last few days with my grandchildren. My five-year-old grandsons are at each other constantly, hitting or calling a name or doing something. And my daughter would always intervene with discipline. Go and tell your brother you're sorry and give him a hug. Discipline, it's training to help us to learn how to be the kind of people that God is calling us to be. And I think that line from that reading from the Hebrews is very important that says, endure your trials as discipline, not as punishment, but as training. And what is that training for? Well, we hear that in our gospel today. The other thing that jumped out at me is that idea of the narrow gate. That discipline is meant to help us to make our way through that narrow gate to heaven. I don't know about you all, but as I get older, I'm getting wider here. And the idea of going through a narrow gate right now is a little daunting for me, so it makes me a little <laughs> nervous. But the idea is that we endure this training, we endure these trials, this discipline, to help us to be able to get through that narrow gate. 
And trust me when I say that every single person in this church this morning is in God's love, and God wants every one of us to be in heaven with him forever. I want to share a story with you this morning about how God took something that was a problem and made it into a blessing. And the story starts with a young woman. Her name is Isatu. And Isatu comes from a country called the Gambia. The Gambia is in West Africa, a very poor part of the country. And as a young girl, she had duties around the house that she would do. And one of those was to take her uh, straw bag and to go into town and to pick up the fruits and vegetables that the family needed for their meal. And so she took up her bag and she went to the market and she got the few things that her family needed, fruits and vegetables, and she was heading back home. And all of a sudden that bag burst, that straw sack that she was carrying everything in and the fruit and the vegetables spilled all over the street. And as she was about to panic, there was a little bit of a breeze and a plastic bag blew by. And she was able to grab that bag and she put those items in the plastic bag and she brought them home to her mother. Well, as Isatu started to mature and grow older, she noticed that these plastic bags were all over the place in her town. And they were showing up in these piles and they were kind of ugly. They would get rained on and, and spilled on and they sort of smelled badly. And the other thing that she found out is that the goats would come and try to eat these bags and that would bind their system up and they would eventually die from that. So there was a problem with these plastic bags. And she thought to herself, what can I do? What can I do about this problem? How can I help with this? And so she had an idea. She went into town one day and she picked up this big pile of these plastic bags and she brought them home and she got a friend to help her. And they took the soap and the water and they washed these bags out and they hung them up on the line to dry. And then she had an idea about making something with these bags. So she took a scissors and she cut the bags into strips. And she spooled those strips and basically made a yarn out of these plastic bags. And then she took her crocheting tool and she started crocheting this yarn, her and her friends. And they found that they could make these beautiful little coin purses out of this plastic bag material that they had found. And actually be able to make larger bags as well so people could carry their goods. And they brought those things into town and sold them. They became very popular. People really liked what they were able to make. A very interesting story about how something that was a problem became a blessing. They took those plastic bags that were littering their town and they turned them into purses that people could use. The animals were now safe. They were no longer having problems with the goats coming into town and eating those bags. And it cleaned the, the space up so things looked nice and neat again. And the money they earned from the sale of those bags 
helped their own families and the people in their community to have their food needs met. The last part of this story is a beautiful thing that happened after all this, and that is that someone sat down with Isatu and got this story together and wrote a children's book called One Plastic Bag. And I read that book to my grandchildren a couple of times in this last few days. Very beautiful story about how God takes things sometimes that we would regard as waste or refuse and turns them into something beautiful. At the end of the story, the people in this town thank God for this wonderful thing that he's done. I've been thinking a lot this week about gratitude and how necessary it is for each of us to recognize that everything that we have in this life comes from God. And so the posture is one of opening our hands to receive whatever it is that God wants to give us today. Today it might be a blessing. Tomorrow it might be a plastic bag. It might be a suffering. But God wants to give that to us and he wants us to receive it and to be grateful for what it is that he sent us. There is a song that has been stuck in my head all week long. My five-year-old grandsons, Harry and MJ, have a favorite movie. It's a Disney movie called Moana, and uh, it was made before Disney kind of went off the rails, I'll just say that. So it, it was still, still in the good time of Disney. And Moana is kind of like this princess, and she's coming to sort of save the world. And uh, she deals with a very large guy named Maui, and Maui is this demagogue. And so Maui sings this song to Moana called, You're Welcome. Now, you're welcome is the response we give when somebody says thank you, and we say, you're welcome. Well, Moana hadn't said thank you for all the things that Maui had done, and so he sings this song to her to kind of help her to realize that, hey, you got all these beautiful things. God has given you all these things. Say thank you so I can say you're welcome. This posture of gratitude, my brothers and sisters, is one that we need to adopt. Because if we recognize that everything we have in this life comes from God, and we receive it openly and willingly and lovingly, and then we give it back to him, by doing good things for our brothers and sisters. God wants to recycle our waste. Whatever it is that we put on that altar this morning, God wants to take that and do something beautiful with it. And that might be something for you, something for a person in your family, or it might be something that he wants to do for somebody a world away. But trust that God is the great recycler. Nothing is ever wasted. Let's take a moment now and just thank our loving God for all that he has given us. Father God, thank you this day for your love, for your presence, 
for the gift of your Son, Jesus, and for the powerful Holy Spirit that surrounds us and guides us and leads us. Help us, Lord, today to open our arms to receive whatever it is that you want to give us and to take it into our hearts and allow it to change us. We pray this in your most holy name. Amen.